1: to preach, care, preach with Rashad. Here's an episode, another sermon coming at you from 12 Hour Sports Radio, Zingo TV, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, anywhere else you can find us. Welcome to the
2: show, man. What's going on, Rashad? What it do, man? Shoot, hey, we went on yesterday, so uh, April Fool's there, everybody who participated <laughs> in that. You know, I mean, right now ain't the time to be making April Fool's jokes, but you know, if you did, shout out to y'all for. Uh, hopefully you had a happy April Fools, and let's hope uh, April is a better month than we had in March because March was crazy. It, w- it was madness, but it went for college basketball. I know that.
1: It's a hey, you ain't never lie. You ain't never told no lie on that one. Uh, hey, they we say true. You ain't never told no lie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but I'm We is you know it's kind of it's kind of fun and creative to come up with different things now. When it's not sports going on, and you have to, hey, let's find this and find this, and let's and let's do something, you know, with the draft, uh, not too far away, you know, let's 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 come up with some ideas and and let's 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 put on a good show. So that's what we did. Um, my draft coming soon. My draft, my draft coming soon. My three I'm working on it. It will be out soon enough. Um, first, I I kind of want to get into, uh, a, b. First, uh, we saw him working out with Hollywood Brown, his cousin, and Lamar Jackson. Um, is, it, is this something to you, or, or does it mean nothing?
2: Uh, it's nothing, man. He has so much legal stuff going on right now. It's going to be hard for A.B. to get back into the league. Um, we know the Bucs were saying they wanted to get, um, you know, he was being considered to be on the Bucs, but Arians decided not to do it. So for right now, we know that AB is going to be basically jobless as far as the NFL goes. Tom Brady's good words couldn't get into Tampa Bay, and even though he has a relative on Baltimore, I think it's nothing. Um, but it would now it would be a great situation if you can have Hollywood and AB together. Lamar Jackson with the strides he made last year, throwing to him, I was a non believer. But you give anybody AB, I think they can become a, a perennially elite quarterback. But just far as right now as of today, I think it's nothing. But it would be nice to see A B back in the league, especially on Baltimore, with him being a former stealer.
1: Yeah, I would actually I, I think it's something to a degree. I know the Ravens won't sign him, probably not, but think about think about why Baker Mayfield gets to have OBJ, gets to have Landry, gets to have uh, Austin Hooper now and Joku and the Chubb and Josh Allen gets Stephon Diggs offseason. Hey Kareem Hunt got got uh Tan he's still there too. Right, and, and you got Kareem Hunt even 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 more more reason to like okay when's Lamar Jackson going to get his his weapons? I mean he got Hollywood Brown he got Mark Andrews but is that enough? And you know when when Mark Ingram aging out if they don't get a running back in this draft we may see that or not. But it's like okay we can't continue to keep drafting guys because what if they never. Blossom to a superstar, no right? Because I mean, Andrews is good, and Hollywood Brown is good when healthy. But it's like, okay, is that enough? And I don't know. So I would, I think, I think AB could be a very, very, uh, I was, I say, to me, he's not a high risk because it's not like they need him. It's not like it's a team that's desperate for weapons. Um, because Lamar Jackson is is the ultimate weapon in himself. It's like we don't we don't need all that. But if he comes in and plays. Not even, not even, Let's say he's not even one hundred percent. Let's say he's eighty five of AB from Pittsburgh. That's good enough for his eighty five is better than most one hundred. got one hundred percent for guys. So I think that it it could mean something. I don't know why Lamar and Hollywood wouldn't be on on the front office to the GM like, hey, AB, calm down, blah blah. If the NFL allow him, I think we should get him.
2: Yeah, even if he was to get signed, hypothetically, we'll say he does get signed. We'll say that you know the charges, the situations, all that get sped up. The NFL says, "Hey, we'll suspend you for four to six games, something like that." Having a B for any stretch of time is better than no A B. <laughs> <Like>, right? <laughs> if you can get A B, you get A B. I don't care what anybody says. He's, in my opinion, the most dominant receiver of his era. Uh, you know him and Julio. There, one two. having to get a One A, one B. I'm I'm on the A B side, but I can't Team not Julio. get my. <laughs> who does yeah, I can't knock him out with Julio because I mean he's gonna be one of the legendary receivers of his of not just this time, but of all time as well. Like he right. could probably balked up to three, four, or five, you know. So but you know, between him and A B, they're best of their that generation. And you know, the next generation, I would consider that like the Mike Thomases and whoever else you wanna pair with him. But man, any if you can get A B on your team, you get A B. You got and you gotta do it. And I mean, I don't know how much he would cost, but like I
1: said, it's it's very, it's, it's to for, for the Ravens, for a team who went fourteen and two last season, is very low risk and definitely out, high rewards. Maybe you need yeah. another word for highlight, like a, a bigger word for that because <laughs> this this guy could take you where you need to go. And like I said, with Lamar Jackson and, and with Hollywood Brown another year, Andrews another year, this team this team can can use it. And you can't you can't go out here and, and just keep drafting. Um, you know, receivers every single year. At some point, you have to bring somebody in and to speed along the process and keep you keep you at the top because Pittsburgh defense, Pittsburgh Big Ben is back. They're coming around the corner.
2: Yeah, Pittsburgh might need to make a move though because Big Ben only got one, maybe two more good years left in the tank. So you know, they might need to go do something else to make sure James. that they can stay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they might have to go make a move to make sure they can stay competitive because having. Uh, Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph did not pan out well. I don't
1: even get me started by uh, Mason and Duck. Oh my God. They had, Duck was so bad, they had a pretty Mason back in. <laughs> That's how bad it was. Um,
2: Terrible. All, Atrocious.
1: Man. Also, uh, the ESPN did a, a poll for best college basketball player ever. Now, we say best college basketball player ever. The guy who won, Michael Jordan, in my opinion, does not come to mind. Like it don't even enter my my, my mind. Not the, for college. Not man. for college. Not for college. Like you hear about basketball, Michael Jordan it should be the first person coming ahead. But college basketball, no way. Don't know how he won it. Don't do not get it. Don't not understand it. And the answer, the correct answer, everybody should mostly agree, is probably Kareem Abdul-Jabbar.
2: Like, oh yeah, man. They. I don't know who voted on this poll. But the wrong answer, (laughs) yeah, I mean, I can't even say teenagers, man, because most, they would have probably voted Zion. Yeah, you're right. I can't even say teenagers, man. Like, I guess people who just go off of the name of Michael Jordan, they voted for him. But, I mean, when it comes to college ball, the, the impact Kareem had, the resume he put together, he's undoubtedly the best college player of all time.
1: Yeah, and I don't think it's close. I, wait, two two losses in three years, three championships. Yeah, they were like eighty eight like, and two. I think. Come on, man. man I, <laughs> he put he. Put, that's unheard of. Them. Who who came first? Um, yeah, Kareem, and then once Kareem left, Bill Walton arrived. So it's like they they you know UCLA, see it late. That's why they're I would say one of the original the the founding father of the Blue Bloods, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, Kentucky right there too. But you know, man. Cream, what well, Cream did for college basketball. I think didn't, didn't they ban dunking because of Cream and for a while? Yeah, this, this is
2: what
1: Skyhook came from. Yeah, he learned Skyhook. Hey, uh, did you see the clip about Will Chamberlain versus Cream and uh, Will Chamberlain blocked them twice and Cream didn't know what to do? <laughs> I thought that was yeah, pretty man. funny. Yo,
2: yo, yo, Wilt Wilt Vince is one. an underrated funny dude. Like, if Wilt was around right now in the social media era, bro, he will be crazy. Like, not crazy in a bad way. Like, he will be like hella funny. <laughs> I mean, he was hella charming, hella charismatic, just from like interviews and stuff I have seen of him. So, if Wilt was around in social media age right now, oh, will would be the man. He was the man back then.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so let's let's get into our, our recap of our Twitter poll we put up. Um, so we, t- we talk about college basketball, we talk about Krem bar being the best college basketball player. But what about freshmen? Um, we put up a tr- we put up a poll on Twitter. Which trio is the better, which freshman trio is the best? So, we got the champions. Uh, Andrew Davis, 2012. Carmelo Anthony, you no know, three. And um, Jaleel Okafor in 2015. And then you have the Stars, who didn't win, but you got Zion um, last year. Kevin Durant for Texas in 2007. And Michael Beasley, that dog of a monster, in 2008 for Kansas State. Uh, the Twitter poll was... Fifty-four percent I believe went to Anthony Davis Mello and Jaleel Okafor, the champions, while the forty six percent went to the stars. Now who did you vote?
2: Oh, I went with the champions, man, because you know, I don't believe rings are everything, but when you look at what Melo and 03, A D and twelve, and Jaleel and fifteen, when you look at what they completely put together, right, they were the most dumb no, if not for them, they probably wouldn't have won those titles because those guys put together a dominant season and it led to a championship. So, I mean, you got to get those guys to nod because all those guys were freshman of the year, Uh, AD won basically every award you can think of (laughs) in in college basketball. Uh, Jaleel, he was, I mean, he basically accomplished everything a freshman could accomplish as well. Plus he was, I think second, in the Player of the Year vote, he lost to Frank Kaminsky. And what did he do to get revenge? They beat Wisconsin in the championship. So, I mean, those all three of those guys they they took full circle runs, and of course, they won a title. So, I vote for those guys.
1: And I'm I'm with you. Um, we talk. We talking about it's not even like that. They led the team, but whenever you when did you see it's so rare that that freshmen can be the lead person and and take your team to the to the finals, I mean to the Final Four and, and win it all. Actually. Now, yes, you, yeah, I think everything's a little different. Everything is a little skewed because we, we talk about Jaleel Okafor and how he won everything, but it's like they, they was a Keep big story. Right yeah, they was a big story, and Wisconsin won. I mean, they played Wisconsin, but like, I think that, that Kentucky team that year was more talked about because they that was their first loss in the Final Four to Wisconsin, and everybody wanted to see that matchup, Duke-Kentucky. We never get what we want to see, um, but it's like I feel like that team was more memorable for that season. But and, that, and that's what made everybody forget Jaleel Okafor and they forget Justice Winslow because honestly that team when you say that team now looking into the to the NBA you be like how did they win and I think that's why why the voting was so close actually because I don't I don't really think remember, people forget how great like Melo and AD was and we add Okafor you'd be like okay well. You know, when you we, we look at college, you, you guys keep it separate because just like the Michael Jordan, he won best college player of the year because of Michael Jordan. Yeah, I'll right. say
2: the same thing. Like, you can't separate one from the other. I mean, okay, so what Jaleel didn't pan out as the third pick in the NBA. Right. What he did his one year in college, that was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. What Melo did, I mean, of course, you know, I think – it's natural that you want to associate the NBA stuff with it, but it's not the same. Like, college is college. The NBA is NBA. Christian Leitner is one of the greatest college players ever, but NBA-wise, he was just okay guy. Okay, right. Grant Hill, you know, Grant Hill is one of those rare guys who was good at both levels. You know, Jay Williams, he was great in college, you know, player of the yard, that kind of stuff. But, you know, motorcycle accident and his NBA career, so you don't remember him for that. So you got to keep it separate.
1: Yeah, and just like he Okafor was was a beast. I mean, and like I said, it's because it's because that he wasn't so great in the NBA that his poll was so close, like it was. I mean, fifty four to forty six. Uh, I actually thought that people would choose the stars more just because of Zion and KD, and because of KD greatness, and because Zion is, a, is like the new shining tool that everybody gets to look at. Like I feel like that's why I thought people was trending toward the stars. like Beasley, like. <laughs> I mean, Melo. started off by having the most double, double doubles as a freshman, and then Beasley came in. Like, it's I, th- I think it's I think it's different when you look at the rest of them because Melo's at Syracuse. Jim Beha, legendary. Uh, Davis had Calipari. Probably at the time wasn't as legendary, but we knew Calipari for greatness of UMass, uh, putting Memphis on the map, stuff like that. Uh, Coach K speaks for itself. Uh, the Longhorns. I mean, it was Texas. Texas is just Texas, right? You can't really deny it. And Zion over for the same school. And like Beasley put Kansas State on the map. And like, it was who you going to choose that season? Everybody was like, oh, Kansas State going to the final four. They're going to win the championship because of Michael Beasley. And that's how great his impact was. So, I mean, all all six of these guys, man, are you talking about immediate superstardom? Like, I I am kind of mad that Beasley didn't really pan out, but we know other issues uh, for him happened in his life. But he would he was supposed to be great too. I, I if if you had, if you had to peg someone to be a superstar, be- Beasley was a guy. Especially following the KD, you think okay, enough, like he might not be KD, but it's like he can he six ten, he can do this, he can put the ball on the floor, get to, to the basket, bang with the big boys, go out to the perimeter. And we know our, our motto is the wing wings win rings. <laughs> I would have I'd lost that one because I'd I'd put all my money on him.
2: Like I believe the Beasley thing just didn't pan out because. Drafting is so important, man. Like where where a guy lands and starts his career, man, that can set you up for success or failure, you know. Because if let let's say you already have like a shaky work ethic or something like that, and I'm not I'm not saying just right. about my Beasley. I'm just saying in general, what if you have a shaky work ethic and then now you go to a bad team, which most teams drafting at the top are bad. At some point, I mean, you're gonna be losing. Well, you've been winning 22 games a year. At some point you will become disengaged, not work hard. You're guaranteed once you sign your your contract at after you draft it, you know, you're basically a millionaire. So what incentive do you really have to work hard anymore? But if you go to you know, if you're uh shoot a freaking Steph Curry, you know, you fall to the Warriors, then like, you know, you got work together because you had to go to Davidson and you wanted to make it to the league and then now, you know, in, basically in two years you fight through your injuries, the team turns around and before you know it. A couple of years later down the line, you're an NBA champion, stuff like that. So, right. what you get drafted, it always plays a big part. Um, I'm not really a big wedding for guy but we we all know Steph Curry would not be the Steph Curry he is now if he goes to Minnesota. So, I mean, <laughs> even with his great work ethic, yeah. you,
1: you in Minnesota, man, You won't
2: be the same.
1: I don't think he would have been as great as he is now, but it's like, okay, with Kevin Love and Rubio. I don't. I don't. I think he would. I, I. don't think we would classify him as a point guard. We definitely wouldn't do that. Cause I think he would played off ball too, and he would have been like in the Lou Wills of the world, but a but a, but a star version. You know what I mean? Like a star version of Lou Wills. So I mean, you're right. It, it doesn't matter where you go. Situation always matters, no matter what sport you're in. Um, we had this debate with some people about. But yeah, shout the, out
2: Mike Beasley though,
1: man. Yeah, wherever where, where is he, Mike Beasley? He was on the Lakers last year, but. Or be back to China or something to turn up or something, because that's what he was hooping it before. I
2: don't know. And look, think about who we left off man. We could have put Grand Golden on the stars list. We could have put Trey Young, like some other guys who had good freshman years too.
1: Trey Young, Greg Golden, that's that's, that's that's some that's some good names. Um we had this argument with with some with some guys uh about Anthony Davis. I just wanna answer this question real quick. So out of the out of the guys we named, so Kevin Durant averaged 26 points a game. Uh, Beasley averaged 26. Zion was averaging 23 and eight nine rebounds. Uh, Okafor 17 and nine. Uh, Melo 22 and ten. Dominating. All these guys were dominating, right? Now, Anthony Davis. What's the difference between Anthony Davis and the rest of these guys? He only averaged 14 points a game, 10 rebounds, but he also averaged five blocks. Now, most people say, in my opinion, out of these, out of I want to say that out of these six, in my opinion, Anthony Davis. Had the most impact across the board, and yes, he only averaged fourteen oh, yeah, easily, man. Right, he, he averaged Do fourteen. It. I mean, 14. he he had
2: a score twenty five to have impact.
1: <laughs> right, exactly, and, and and that's that's what a lot of people gotta realize. Like, it ain't all about scoring in college basketball. Those guys I just named, KD Beasley, Zion Mello, and Okafor, those are outliers as far as scoring at premier like programs. Like, usually you don't you go to Duke, you don't score you know fourteen points. You might be leading the score for the team. So, those, those those guys are exceptional, exceptional, of course. But, like, Anthony Davis, 14 points a game, he only took eight shots. So, I, I want I wanted to see that everybody realized that if Anthony Davis took the shots that other guys took, this would be his stats. If he took the same amount of shots as Kevin Durant and Michael Beasley, so Beasley and, and Kevin Durant was around, like, 17, 18 shots a game, shooting his same shooting percentage for Anthony Davis, he would average 26 points per game, Ten rebounds and five blocks. If he if he if he just shot as many as as they did for Zion, it'd be twenty, and then for Okafor, it'd be eighteen uh, points per game. So he can do it, but we all know Calipari's system is about sacrifice, uh, putting your team first, uh, being a team guy, working on team defense. That's what he does. Because you look at all the guys you're like man, Devin Booker, uh, Cat Cat averaged like ten points a game at Kentucky. Like, and now he's one of the best big men in the league. So it's not like it's it's not like they can't do it. It's about what you asked to do at the time. And even in the championship game with Andy Davis, dude, dude didn't do anything as far as scoring. I think he had like like six points. But he had like 15, 16 rebounds, uh, five or six blocks, four steals. Like you can't you can't ask for somebody to be more dominant. And if, if you can do it without scoring, that makes you
2: more that makes you greater in my opinion. Yeah, because if they did dumb it down to him, he could have got twenty if needed. I mean, but that's just right. the Calipari way. I mean, he was he he was basically pioneering the like recruiting one and done guys. So of course he's gonna have a platoon system when you're bringing, you know, you're recruiting five to seven one and dones Plus you still have two to three guys who are gonna be sophomores and juniors looking to take their step up. So I mean that's why you don't see AD getting twenty. You don't see Buddy Cousins getting twenty. You don't see Cat getting twenty. You don't see Devin Booker getting twenty. Uh uh mm-hmm. Nerds Noel getting average twenty. I mean, just, I, I can get going. Willie they call Trey Lyle, like all these all these NBA Jamal Murray, all these NBA guys could average twenty if they were just the sole the sole focus of the offense. But right. that's not how it works. He he put in a platoon system. I mean the, the Harrison guys, uh, uh, Aaron and Andrew, I mean, it is so many guys that were on these Kentucky teams. There is no way you can feed everybody unless Mike Aaron's 20. It's a platoon system. Sacrifice for your brother. Make, it, make each other better, and let's win together. That's all Cal has preached for, I mean, for decades at this point. Yeah,
1: definitely. definitely. Um, all right, so we're going we to go to a quick commercial break real quick. We're going to come back with, our, with, with, with some lists. And we're going to break them down for y'all. we back. We're going to get into our list. Our list of lists. You got, um, we're, going to, we're going to do what Rashad want to do, what I want to do. And we're going to get right into it. Uh, Rashad, so yeah, I, made, I had to make sure you was back. We all good. A uh, little difficulties, but it's all good. We all good. All right. So the first list we're going to go into is um sticking, sticking kind of with the collar theme normally this is the time that final four is around so we're going to do the best college hoopers um the reason for this list you know um well, we could we could have done lifetime of other decade all time but we're gonna do it in our lifetime uh, so rashad I, I think i think i'll just go first uh on it um if you starting at five i'm gonna say i'm gonna say jimmy for that for me who you have at five
2: I didn't really do a complete order,
1: okay. But one of my five, I have I have Christian Leitner. Okay, okay. So exactly, I kind of I guess I guess ranking it. I mean, you can rank it how you want to, but I also had Zion, um, Kimba Walker, Anthony Davis, and I had Doug and McBuckets, Doug McDermott from Creighton. Yeah, I had Christian Leitner as one of them.
2: Uh, Anthony Davis, as mentioned, because of his dominance throughout. Um, So that's two. Um, I also went, he's forgotten about, but I went Adam Morrison for what he did at Gonzaga. And then I also had, of course, Carmelo Anthony. And then the last one, we just talked about this guy, the way he did. Um, I went Michael Beasley. Uh, That was a tough choice, but because I was leaning Emeka Okafor. But man, just as a freshman, what Mike Beasley did, of course, I mentioned what Melo did. Um, I went, I went those two guys along with um, the others. So those are my five right there: Leitner, AD, Adam Morrison, uh, Melo and Mike Beasley.
1: Yeah, I mean, the reason I put McDermott, I mean, for Creighton, is like he was so good in the uh, I think Missouri Valley Conference. And then he was so good when he went to when they went to the Big East. He still he, he was better, and he I think he won Player of the Year one of these years. And uh, he played with his dad, of course, his, as a coach. Um, I, I went Kimba. I mean, his dominance through the conference tournament, biggest conference tournament, and what he did to go win a championship. All of those played a big role to me. Um, Jim Fredette, another another small guy, small school guy, and uh, his dominance as well in college basketball for his four years there. Hey, we're talking about Anthony Davis. I think Andrew Davis is probably the best the best player I've ever seen in college in my lifetime, and that was just because of across-the-board impact. It's not one thing he couldn't do, even, even if Calipari told you to sacrifice.
2: Yeah, man, AD, man, what he did was remarkable. As a freshman, I mean, he was still somewhat raw, right. but, like you, you, but you could see like the potential is there. Defensively, he was an anchor, and if needed, he could bomb you for twenty two and fifteen in college.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think that's what it was. Like, and usually, you know, I don't really like small guys, but it's like in college basketball, if you had a if you had an elite point guard, Kim Walker, Jimmer, um, I mean the list goes on. Michigan State always got an elite point guard somewhere, Kansas always got one. You usually find yourself going deep and when you have the seniors and the juniors like Kimba and Jimmer, you pretty you go far. Steph Curry, when he hit his rise, you know. So if you had an elite point guard in college, usually you can you can go far. Uh, I do like your Michael Beasley pick. That's that's I think that's a pretty good one. Um, of course, like you know, I I just think Zion man was just it was just a man amongst boys, I guess. And and that that's what kind of like impressed me the most. That I thought, okay, he just doing this against little high school boys that this don't really count. And then he did the exact same thing to all these college guys. Like, well, never mind then. You know, when you six six and two eighty, it don't matter what level you at. I guess.
2: Yeah, like, I was considering Zion as well, um, but I, I just went to Michael Beasley because, like we said earlier, when we were talking about our poll, man, this dude went to Kansas State and balled the heck out, man. So Definitely. Um, I, I took Mike Beasley. Like I said, I, I consider Ogre four. He won a championship when you come back in 04. Uh, he had a stellar, stellar year, so I, I consider ogre Okafor as well. Um, but, I mean, Mike Beasley, a freshman, doing what hey. he did, man – he did everything except make the final four and win the championship. Pretty much.
1: I I like your Adam Morrison pick. A lot of people do forget Adam Morrison. I get because once again he was a bust in the NBA. I mean, that, that was before he he put Gonzaga I mean, on the know, map, you know, bro. He put Gonzaga on the map. Like
2: like they were they were always pretty they were always pretty good. But like what he was doing, you know, the him and JJ Reddick battle for like Player of the Year that season, yeah. man. JJ um, Redick,
1: like you said, J. J. in Redick, the NBA, he's career. Oh, I forgot about that Red. That's a great
2: one too. That's a bad that's a bad yeah, white boy right there. That, 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 was, man, that was just a, a great year of a college ball right there. Um, but I think you forget about Morrison because he's so far out west, you know, Gonzaga's, no, that's in Washington pretty much. I'm about, I'm a lot of people don't see them, see them play. Yeah, you don't you don't really see them play just come on late at night. Uh NCAA tournament wise, you know, they haven't won a title, stuff like that. And then, of course, NBA-wise, people all kind to lump that in, so Morrison gets forgotten about. And, uh, <laughs> he did have a few health issues and stuff like that, so that kind of hurt him. And then, you know, he was drafted to to Charlotte, which didn't pan out. And
1: Bobcats, I and mean, that that wasn't
2: it. You know, yeah. So you know, I mean, I thought he, he was a talented dude, but mm-hmm. um, I guess you know, just his his game just didn't translate to the NBA level, which it happens, you know. But he had with what he did in college. He can make money, y'all, of making appearances his whole life, cause he's Adam Morrison.
1: <laughs> hey, that's good enough for me. Um, now we we have another Twitter poll that that, that went on uh, Monday, uh, and it was about Cam Newton. Where should he go? What's the, what is the best spot? Now the four options I put. All right, so the Redskins we know we talked about it. The Raiders we talked about it, and the Patriots. The Patriots won convincingly, forty-eight uh, percent. Raiders had twenty-eight percent. Um, the Redskins had twenty-one. And the fourth option I put, and I kind of, I kind of want, want to hear your thoughts on, on on my on my reason, and Cam Newton as the backup for the Seattle Seahawks. Now the reason I put this on there is because okay, we, we talked about how the market may be slim pickings, which is really only New England Patriots or nothing at this point. And I, the reason, I, the reason I, why I said Seattle Seahawks because we know for Seattle Seahawks. The I think what we always say to each other is it's Russ or Bus most of the time like the, the roster you got Bobby Wagner of course um, you had Clowney you got Metcalf, who's a star Tyler Lockett he's a star but it's like Russell Wilson does a lot a lot of covering up in my opinion um, to to Seattle as far as their their weakness because he's so great he can over y'all, they can still overcome a lot of stuff even in a tough division and the reason I say that because okay it. If you if you put let's say let's say Cam go to the Bills behind Josh Allen, if Josh Allen messes up, how long before you think the Bills fans come? We want Cam, we want Cam. How how long do you think that would happen? Like every game almost, like because that's how that's how polarizing Cam Newton is. So I was like, well, if you go to Minnesota behind Kirk Cousins, same thing. Even if you go to Cowboys behind Dak, the same thing. Like a lot most places, unless it's Kansas City.
0: Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly.
1: Um, you know, Bucks for Brady's concern and, and Seattle, um, Ravens and I would say Texans, those guys that are he, he can't take their spots because they are too special. I think I think I think he has to go to a team like that. I, I kind of say this thing way back when with Ka- Colin Kaepernick, the same reason. Like he didn't go behind Rust and play and show he can be a backup because then the media, the media would never say, would never question, oh Russell, Russell Wilson versus Cap. They they would never do that, and I can say the same thing for you know for Cam Newton to go to Seattle. And I was like, well, if Russ was to go down, we don't wish injury on people, but if Russ, Russell Wilson was was to go down, Seattle is done. Do you agree to that? Like without Russell Wilson, they're not. Oh winning.
2: yeah, man. Well, yeah, yeah, you got. I, I think Russ is what him, Mahomes, and Rogers top three QBs in the league. So you lose the top three QB in the league. That's it. Man, your season's supposed to tank. You supposed to be sorry. So, and like I said, it. I th- I think
1: I think Packers and Chiefs have a better roster. To if they lost Mahomes, what well they did. Chiefs lost Mahomes for a while and still was okay. The Packers, the Packers may not be a good team anymore, but they won't be the, the worst team in the league. But I, I I don't know. I'm not a big fan of Seattle roster. And I'm I know, I'm just thinking like. If Russ was to go down having Cam Newton there, that could resurface his 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 like his everything about him and he can get a job just like that.
2: Well, I mean, hypothetically, if that was to happen, which I hope it doesn't, cause I love seeing Russ play. He's one of my favorite players in the league. I don't think it would work out good for Cam because <laughs> I don't think he's as good as Russ. Right, So I don't think he could cover up for the errors or things that Russ covers up. And just, you know, realistically, Seattle wouldn't bring Cam in because they're focused on spending their money on improving their weapons and their defense, stuff like that. They can't afford to go try to trade for Cam, who's making,
0: you know, I think
2: $20-something million. So they can't afford to go trade him. Of course, if he was cut, that's a little bit different. But even then, I think he would try to negotiate – Decent money, of course, he wouldn't take less than somebody like Marcus mediocre taking so <laughs> he of course He'll want decent money to even be a backup. So at this point, you know It's New England or the Chargers. I think both are out on him. I don't think you no know, Bill Chick, he'll he'll take a chance on the guy, but I don't think he's gonna risk his season on Cam Newton. I think they'll roll with still or they may do something for Andy Dalton or they may just go draft the guy and roll with that so I don't think he's going to be on the New England radar because what Cam does doesn't really fit what Josh McDaniels does. So I can't see that happening. And plus, we're basically – with basically we do not even know if we're going to have the ball. So with, you know, OTAs and training count possibly being limited, right. you wouldn't even have time to get this guy ingratiated into the offense. So I, I'm, I wouldn't advocate for either one of those moves. Uh, it's just going to be – Carmelo Anthony 2.0, except it's going to be <laughs> football the NFL. Pressure. Yeah, football sit out, sit out the year, sit out a couple of weeks. And, and hope and wait. See what materializes. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. Mean, as far as just starting the year as a QB, as a like a starting opening, they started nah, QB. I
1: don't that see ain't happening this year. I don't see it. So, with that being said, and the reason why I brought it up because, like, so this this we're going to move into our second list that we made. And it's kind of like, if Cam was to go to the Patriots, because that's the only job he could. This is not Cam New MVP anymore, and because of that, without the weapons, if if they do catch the injury bullet that they did last year, the Pages won't be able to overcome a lot of different things. So that's why this this list next is um, top five QBs in the league that you think will still come up short, no matter what the front office does this offseason. Um, did you did you rank this, or, or did you did you have just have five guys?
2: No, I didn't rank it. I had four, and then the, the fifth one we'll have to talk about for a second. But, like, I have four for sure, and then the fifth one we'll talk about it. So, All right,
1: like, go ahead and say your four real
2: quick. I'll put like, – like I say, it, it's not ranked, but I'm just going to start off with – I'll say number one, Sam Darnold. I mean, come on, man. And the Jets are not anything to help do. <laughs> I mean, no weapons. Your coach is Adam Gaze. Yeah, they, they need to help Sam Darnold out, man, like – you can't switch guys, you can't do what if, what if, what if. Yeah. But, imagine imagine Sam Darnold being the guy, and I like this guy, imagine Sam Darnold being the guy instead of Baker Mayfield on Cleveland. I think that, I think the the view of Cleveland would be so much different if it was Sam Darnold and not Baker. Because Sam Darnold's, you know, he's viewed as more level-headed and, you know, at the time by some, he's considered to have more natural talent than Baker. All that kind of stuff, Baker is considered like a overachiever, so but Sam Darn is definitely on the list, man. I, I want to see the Jets do something for this dude, because even with no Tom Brady, Bills and Dolphins both got better, so Jets may still be in last place. <laughs> That's crazy. You're right. Who who she who, 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 who got? Uh, I had to go Kirk Cousins. He lost their fun digs. He lost the ski. so you know, is coming up, they're gonna probably pay Big Dalvin. So once you pay Big Dalvin, that's gonna that's come it. with your weapons. That's it. That you can put around offensively, offensively, O line wide, receiver wide, stuff like that. So uh I like I mean I'm not one of those Kirk I'm not a Kirk apologist and I'm not, you know, somebody who kills him either. But yeah. Kirk is a, a good solid QB, which is most times in the NFL once you want. You know, if you got a guy who can be top fifteen Perennially, and can play like he's top five to top seven from time to time. That's really all you guys for. I mean, you only gonna get so many Russes, Mahomes, and A Rods, right? Exactly, exactly. But, you know, but hopefully, Kirk doesn't uh disappoint you, of course. You know, that, that, that's your squad. So, but I had to put Kirk on the list, man. And then uh, a third, I'll say number three. Whoever is the Patriots quarterback will not be set up for success. (laughs) I don't care who it is. You bring a rookie in, steal them, cam. I mean, unless you go get Derek Carr, the New England Patriots QB will not be set up for success just because they won't have time to learn the offense. I mean, it's been considered a complex offense. And even Tom Brady, the great Tom Brady was struggling with these <laughs> weapons. You got Elderman getting older coming off surgery. You're hoping the Q and Harry takes a the lead. You hope. They fin- I mean I think the Falcons at the time I didn't think it, but now the Falcons basically finesse a draft pick for Sanu. You still don't have any tight ends. I mean you got a committed running back, but I don't see what the QB for New England can do. I mean yeah. so <laughs> that's gonna be yeah <laughs> So, that's going to be a tough one. Uh, This one right here might surprise a lot of people. Deshaun Watson. You traded the man best receiver. You have had spotty old lines for who knows how many years. Right. And then, you know, Bill O'Brien as a coach. I mean, the the question marks are there. So, hopefully Deshaun Watson can stay healthy, keep on winning 9 to 10 games, stay in the playoff race, because I think he's one of the best QBs. We have doing it right now, man. So uh, let's see what Houston does, but hopefully everything pans out for him. And then number five, I hate to do it, but Tom Brady. Hey, all right, let me, before, before we get
1: into that. All right. So let me run through my list real quick. So I put Kirk Cousins on there as well. i uh, have Sam Darnold both for the same reason that you said. Uh, I also threw on Baker Mayfield. Um, and the reason is because I don't know—is it just Cleve- Cleveland mojo, the juice around it? What what is it in Cleveland? But I don't think it matters who they bring in. Um, OBJ, Jarvis Landry, Hooper, Joku, Chubb, K- Stefanski—I uh, forgot who the office coordinator he brought in. But I don't think who matters who he bring who he brings in, what tackles they sign. I'm I'm still not sure that that Baker Mayfield would still be successful. Like I think he I think he would be better than last year, but at some point even with all that he got, I think somehow he still may come up short with the that's because his shortcomings, um you know, being you know, what Kyle Carr always say being very immature or something like that. It's like he I don't, I don't think he grown up yet. And and that's that's could be that could be detrimental for him. Uh so Kirk Cousins John Donald Baker, I said Phil Rivers um, I think at this point his arm is gone. Um, he went to a team that he got a better offensive line, but he ain't got no weapons. Like we got Marlon Mack, T.Y. If he's there, that's it. I mean, Jack Doyle. I mean, this this is not Hunter Henry. This, like Hunter Henry, eight games is still better than Jack Doyle for sixteen. And he don't have Keenan Allen, don't have Mike Williams to go up and throw it up and go get it. They didn't sign no receivers off season. They don't have a. Uh, they traded their first round pick. Uh, that, that put him out of contention for a Judy or Ruggs. So it was like I don't think Philip Rivers would be successful. And yes, I also have Tom Brady on the list. So you go ahead and explain why.
2: Yeah. Hey, I consider Phillip Rivers as well for the same thing you said. No weapons pretty much. But um I had to put Tom Brady man because we saw the story too many times of like guys staying too long mm-hmm. and granted last year with New England, he didn't have the best weapons. So, you know, he covered up some mistakes, but there were a few times, you know, he made some errant throws in himself. And I don't know, man, it's just something about a guy this age coming out of a system. He's known the ins and outs of for 20 years. I, I like Bruce Arians. I, <laughs> I mean, you love God when I love Mike Evans, uh, Howard. I mean, I, I think highly of the Bucks. I like what they put together. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's just that story of we saw this so many times where guys just don't age well and you can be in a good situation, but you just don't, you know, it just doesn't pop just right. Like Peyton Manning was like three great years, then all of a sudden he just went right off the cliff. And then, you know, Joe Montana, with, you know, he had a, a little bit later success, but, you know, it just, at some point, Brett, Brett Favre, like, it's at some point fall. he just kind of yeah. goes away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so at some point he just goes away, man. So, I don't want that for Tom Brady and I hope it doesn't happen, but I have, even with the great weaponry he has, I have some concerns because these guys are not what he's used to and you won't really have any time to gel and build chemistry with these guys. No OTAs, no training camp. Everything's up in the air right now. All you can do is really watch film, but you don't Build camaraderie and chemistry with your locker room and your teammates by watching film. So, <laughs> right, I have some, I have a question. I believe in Tom Brady, but I have questions.
1: I think Tom Brady's success was always predicated around the run, like yeah, Corey Dillon, uh, Michelle, who was paid uh, Lawrence Maroney. Like, <laughs> like these, like he always had a good running back who who dominated, for, you know, for pretty much parts of the playoffs and throughout the season. I don't, I don't think Bruce Arians as of right now. I know you were, I know you'd be a Rojo fan, but I don't think he has what it takes right now. And as far as running the ball, and can, will Bruce Arians change his game to fit more Tom Brady, or will he try to train, be let Brady be Bruce Arians like under his system, which is aired out. And I don't know if Mike Evans and Godwin fits what Tom Brady wants to do.
2: That is my that yeah, yeah, is exactly it. it man. Like they, Yeah, like those guys can beat you down the field and uh for what I saw, they're both good route runners, so I don't really have concerns about their route running. Right. But it's just if Brady has an arm limitation, which naturally is gonna happen. Mm-hmm. That's gonna make your guys have to adjust. And how do guys adjust to that when they when they haven't worked with him at all before? I mean they're NFC, he was in the AFC, so they haven't even played in a Pro Bowl together. So, I mean, <laughs> there is no chemistry at all here. So, I mean, like I said, that's probably one of the best. Now that Diggs is gone, this is probably the best wide receiver duo. Mm-hmm. But I have questions. I, I believe in what they can accomplish. Right. I definitely. I'm not going to go there as like this is my surprise team or I think they can make this crazy, crazy run or something like that. I'm not willing to go there yet.
1: I must say, I definitely have questions too. We're going to take another quick commercial break and be right back for our last list. We got this, uh, this Michael Jordan document, uh, documentary coming out, and I kind of think that it was pressed because of LeBron James. I think that's why the reason that it's, it's, that it's being done is because of LeBron James. I believe that LeBron James' legacy I want to say, overtake Michael Jordan, but could threaten Michael Jordan as far as legacy around about the game of basketball, and of course more. Like we you know Michael Jordan had has on a team, he his big brand in 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 shoes and, and, and stuff like that. So that's when I say that. Um, I think that's why we're getting this, and I and I'm glad. I'm I'm glad that LeBron's but legacy was able to push Michael Jordan. Uh, I think the documentary airs what mid April. Um, I, th- I want to say May, April, ten part documentary is 10, ten parts, right? Yeah.
2: yeah, it's ten parts. They're gonna do part one and part two together, three and four, five and six, okay. seven, eight, nine and ten. So it, it's gonna be over like a five week stretch. They're gonna do parts one and two, uh, April nineteenth, starting off the end.
1: Okay, so I'm gonna be front and center. We got nothing else to watch, so definitely I'm gonna hit, I'm gonna watch that live. Uh, that's gonna be good to watch. It's gonna be all over, all over the um all shows. Twitter, Facebook, everybody's gonna be talking about it, uh, about because we saw RP greatness of Kobe Bryant about his life and how in, in depth he was. We we talked, we saw how LeBron James bring everybody in close, and the same thing for Michael Jordan, but we don't get to see that stuff. So I, I think that's why this is gonna be very very great for us, for us as fans, us as uh, media people, sports people, to to get to see the ends now of uh, the true the the, the what everybody say is the goat. And it's like, okay, well, once once everybody gets to dive in and see the behind the scenes of it, that that's going to be the greatness of it and that's something I can't wait for. So, with that, with Braun leg- Braun's legacy questioning, or, or not questioning, but threatening Michael Jordan's uh, uh, legacy, Rashad said, we got to make a list why LeBron cannot pass Michael Jordan uh, when it comes to basketball, legacy, all that included. So, um, uh, I'm, I'm going to let you go first on your list.
2: Yeah, man, I, I thought about this one just because of, you know, even though we're you – know, so, the season's suspended spinning right now. And, of course, no matter what LeBron does or no matter what channel you're turning on, FS1, ESPN, YouTube, I don't care where you go, there's always the inevitable MJ versus LeBron, who's mm-hmm. the GOAT, you know, on Twitter. People talk about that crap every freaking day. So – I thought about this list because I want to let people know that right now and probably for the next 20 or so years, as long as we have people like Jalen Rose and Stephen A. Smith, and hopefully you guys live longer than 20 years, but as long as guys like that around who saw both in their prime are around, there's no way LeBron can pass MJ. And there are five reasons why I think that. So number one, mm-hmm. MJ's resume. The resume is flawless. LeBron's resume has flaws in it. So let's talk about MJ's resume. 10 time scoring champion. All NBA, basically every year he was in the league, pretty much. Um, Defensive player of the year. Mm -hmm. Of course, you know, five MVPs. I mean, what did this guy do? He, He was on, I mean, he basically did everything. All, I mean, all star, represented the league well, the dream team, made the league. Global magic and bird put it on TV. Jordan took that blueprint with his charisma, mm-hmm. his clean cut look, and all that kind of stuff. He took the league global, and that's just something that LeBron can't compete with. You know, his resume is you, you can say LeBron might have lost a few MVPs, you know, but he didn't win it, all right? I mean, because if they did the same thing, he could have won some more MVPs, but. <laughs> I mean, you can't just give a guy the award just because he's the best player in the world. So <laughs> you but, could. So resume do it. Yeah, I, yeah, but yeah, they're not gonna do it. So resume for resume. I mean, I didn't even bring up the six and no, those six championships, all that kind of stuff. Which I mean, you just can't beat that. But all other aspects of all NBA, all defensive team, defensive player of the mm-hmm. year, more MVPs, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. MJ's resume is just flawless, and LeBron's can't compete with. He has MVPs and all that kind of stuff, but some of the other things that Mike accomplished, LeBron did not accomplish that. So that's number one. Number two, the big moments and the highlights. LeBron just doesn't have them. I mean, look at the start of 1991. MJ with the, the reverse layup. That's in the finals, man. Everybody saw the ends versus the Lakers. That's a highlight that's been played. Everywhere. For multiple multiple years. Huh? The shot over Craig Elo. You got the the pass to John Patts in the Secure Championship. The pass to Steve Kerr. I mean I think one of the biggest ones right here is the steal on Carl Malone. He goes oh down, my gosh. sets sets up, sets up the play, crosses over Byron Russell, nails the shot, and holds his pose. But but look at the LeBron key moment. He blocks Iguodala. But Kyrie hits the shot. And, and, and included and in all of that, there's a timeout and everything. So like MJ's moment was one singular moment. So like when you run a highlight Light tape, take you. you can just run that. Yeah, you can just run that one moment, that whole clip. But with LeBron's moment, it's a it's a great block, phenomenal block. He also had one against Tiago Splitter. But like LeBron just doesn't have those moments, especially like in the finals like that, where your legacy pretty much made like Mike's always came in the finals. The '92, the, the 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 shrug, like those moments you just can't <laughs> beat. Those like Le- 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 Lebron has hit great shots and, great, and has great stuff, right. but his moments just don't measure up to Mike. So that's number two. Number three. This one might be a little bit controversial, but I think you'll get on coming from the best player in the world crown. Mike never lost his crown. He surrendered it. When he he gave up basketball to go to baseball, he didn't get beat in the finals, nothing like that. He didn't not show up and people like stuff like that. He surrendered his crown. It went to Hakeem. He came back, reclaimed his crown, (laughs) won three three more chips. But when you look at LeBron, guess what? On LeBron's watch, Kevin Durant is the best player in the world. Kawhi Leonard is the best player in the world. Kawhi Leonard is the best player in L.A. Steph Curry is the best player in the world. Whether these things have been fair or not, LeBron's crown has always been questioned at certain points. I mean even with R.P. Kobe, they were at certain points, who's the best? Kobe or LeBron? Kobe or LeBron? Mm -hmm. Of course, LeBron eventually overtook him but when you look at just the 2010s which is really LeBron's decade there were times his crown has been questioned. Yeah, I mean, even as a healthy player, he only be injured one time. As a healthy player, his crown has been questioned. Now, you got to put Giannis in that race. Mm-hmm. Is, is he the best player in the world? So, as the best player in the world holding that crown, LeBron yeah. has been questioned. Uh, so number four, you just can't erase everybody's memory of the 2011 finals. He came up too small. Um, I mean, I don't hold it against him all the way because he's redeemed himself with other finals like what he did in 2015, carrying that team like that, and even uh, 2018, you just carrying his team with the uh, the Cavs, stuff like that. He's redeemed himself on Mm -hmm. multiple occasions, but you just can't erase 2011 from people's minds. And then number five, uh, shout out to the legend, Chauncey Billups. His quote, when it was LeBron's turn, Everybody got rings on his watch. When Mike was in the 90s, nobody won rings. He dethroned the Pistons. He didn't let Magic get his sixth. And no other Hall of Famer, not Barkley, not Drexler, not Carl Malone, not Stockman, nobody else in the 90s won rings until Mike surrendered the crown. Both times, Hakeem's two, surrendered again. That led the way to the Duncan Shack Kobe 2000. So, no, during the 90s, nobody knocked Mike off his throne, and like Chauncey said, during the 2010s, KD, Kawhi, Steph, all these guys got rings during LeBron's uh, greatest decade. So that's my top five right there, man. <clears throat> yeah, I'm with you on the uh, the you know on the un-
1: undefeated in finals for the Le- Michael Jordan slash the LeBron three and six record. Um, uh, like I said, you, you you can pinpoint, and I think that's really pinpointed to. And we thought about it before. I think it's that, that. That's my one. My two is that Michael Jordan had had the tough, the tougher conference, uh, meaning like to get there, he had to go through Pistons, he had to go through the Celtics, he had to go through the Cavs at, at one point. And he had he had to go through harder things. And I think I think LeBron coasted to the finals and played a hard team. And I think the Bulls had to fight the Magic's uh, to, to get there as well. And then I think they—I want not say Cruz—but they had a better chance in the final than they did to get there. Um, and I also want to play the devil's advocate to longevity. We talk talking about how uh, you know your greatness—it's like this, like you know, like Tupac could have been the greatest rapper of all time, but he—he didn't—he didn't survive long enough. And it's like with Michael Jordan, his his legacy versus versus uh, Lebron. Lebron's gonna play at least twenty years. Michael Jordan had what thirteen years, but he had gaps in between and. All those thirteen years, he he was he was great, and not saying LeBron was neither, but it's like okay, LeBron passed him in year seventeen, versus Michael Jordan, he'd been coasting. You know, he he been there, like his he got there faster than than a lot of people. I mean, I know LeBron James is the fastest to get to this and fastest to get to this, of course, but it's like the longevity. He started faster, right? Yeah, yeah, right. So yeah, he started high school, right? So, um, that's one. Uh, another one is Michael Jordan. What is Game Seven? Sky people say it all the time. He's like we don't do Game Sevens, and, and I, I think I think that's that's a big part on on the Bulls themselves because they don't go to Sevens. You talk about the Karl Malone one. If you if you just sit there and just watch that game again, Jack, the Jazz should have the, the, Michael Jordan should have been dethroned. i was like, I'm so, like it, it is what it is. The Jazz the Jazz should have dethroned him twice, and the fact that they blew it they, they, that series they blew because. Why, why, why did it is mind blowing that a superstar of Carmelo's status will forget that Michael Jordan? Like he, he just got past him. He's not going nowhere. Like he was still there. It's real going the other way. Like you, you caused Byron Russell to get pushed off and "quote unquote" pushed <laughs> off and, and, and get and get in, in that frame of Michael Jordan. Like you, the reason why you put Byron Russell in that Carmelo, and and Carmelo was he was working like they couldn't stop him, save his life. So Michael Jordan said, doing, doing a, a signature moment go take go take what's mine and he took the crown you know so I, I think what is what what if what is game seven is is a reason why uh that that braun can't pass MJ because braun had to go to game sevens so with gets the Celtics to get to the finals celtics without Kyrie um he had to go game seven to win didn't he, didn't he go game sevens to win his championships like I, I want to say all not all of them but I know Yeah, yeah Yeah, with,
2: yeah, with, with, with Warriors, Warriors and uh, yeah, with, so with yeah. Spurs, yeah.
1: So, all of he had to go go to game seven. He, he can't end it in six. So, you know, and then the biggest thing you pointed to, Michael Jordan ended and stopped dynasties. Like, the Magic were coming. Now, you can watch the little 30 for 30 for the Magic and realize, okay, well, Nick Anderson, mindset, blah, blah. So, maybe the Magic could have been the dynasty. And Michael Jordan really ain't stopped it at the time. They stopped themselves. And then Michael Jordan kinda like squashed him and and Shaq took off to LA. Um, uh, but like he, he every every like you see, bird and magic, yeah, they were getting older. Um, yeah, Isaiah Thomas and the bad boys were there. But when Michael Jordan and Pippen arrived, boom, that's it. You're not doing anything no more. That's it. And from that point on. So the end of the stop dynasties is probably a reason why, because like you talk about with Johnson Billups, everybody got a ring off LeBron and I mean, even LeBron greatness. I mean, getting getting there eight straight times. I'm I would never knock you for getting to the final because if you, oh, if, you no. if you can't get there, that's worse in my opinion. I don't care what the record says. So because we can add, we can I can do records by round if you want to. And so uh, LeBron first, second, and third round flawless. You know what I mean? So it is exactly. Weird. Yeah. So um, so yeah. Those are, those that would be my five. I think I think the what is game seven is is huge in my opinion. But you know, getting to Michael Jordan versus LeBron takes longer than the time we have remaining but it's like it's, it's, it's going to be a good doc to see everybody focus on Michael Jordan and what he's done behind the scenes and what he was like behind the scenes so I'm definitely excited for that
2: yeah they're definitely one and two best of all time man but I don't think LeBron of course over time he can probably pass Mike you know based upon once younger people yeah, become yeah, the yeah. older people they'll be like yeah so but as far as long as certain people are around and can tell the Mike stories and tell the Mike legacy LeBron can't pass him
1: and this and this and this will tell it all so I think I, I think that's why it's it's a great time to do it oh LeBron is this LeBron is this oh he he go to documentary on why I was so great and now the you know the debate is gonna keep going keep going um so that's it man uh we got less than a minute left uh the prophets, man we are back next Thursday same time same place um I got preaching to the choir coming out again. I got Pittsburgh on the docket. We're going ahead to San Francisco. We're going to talk about the Saints and gonna we'll talk about my Vikings all in the next coming two weeks. So be look, be on the lookout for that. Just did the Cowboys yesterday's on my Twitter. So look, go look at that. I right, Rashad, anything to say before we get out?
2: Man, I would love for it to be WrestleMania season, but ain't gonna be no fans out there, man. <laughs> I can't, I
1: can't, I can't watch it. I can't, I can't watch it. I can't, I can't watch it without. Without the uh without the fans. So, uh WrestleMania, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, next year. Next year.
2: I'll be there. Hey man, shout out shout out Chris Jericho, a K A. We're gonna call this you just made the list. <laughs> you just made the <laughs> list. All right
1: man. Preacher preach, we're Rashad. we out.
0: Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon.